It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf expert, golf guru, got Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. And you guys can always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. Uh, another Monday, another golf podcast. Generally, we do these on Tuesday. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to get locked and loaded here for the U.S. Open a day early. This one will be played at the Country Club at Brookline, Massachusetts. Last year's winner of this event was John Rahm. He's going to return here to repeat as champion with 15-1 to 1 odds. But the favorite this week will be the winner of the RBC Canadian Open last week, Roy McElroy. So he's going to go ahead. He's going to have a right around 11-1 to 1 odds to go ahead and win the U.S. Open. Uh, you guys know how we do this. Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll cover our first-round leaders, head-to-heads, make a missed cut, top 40s through top 5s. And, of course, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll give out our winners. And with this being the U.S. Open, and we give ourselves an extra day here, uh, Uncle Dave and I, if we find anything extra, I will make sure we put that out on our Twitter accounts. But, guys, last week, a great week for, for our podcast. Uncle Dave and I uh, hit a lot of stuff. We hit our first-round leader. That was that was really our, our, our big ticket. We had Wyndham Clark 110 to 1 to be the first round leader. And sure enough, he goes ahead and he goes out there and, and he gets the job done. So 110 to 1. We saw a lot of you guys out there uh, went ahead and, and put some money down on that. So that was really cool to see some of you guys win uh, a nice big ticket. Uh, we had multiple wagers that ended up catching last week. I had a couple head to heads. I think I had uh, Connors over Varner. And then I had, uh, I did have some ugly make and miss the cuts there. I ended up taking Rory and JT to go ahead and miss the cut. Those guys were sitting one, two on Sunday. I'm sitting there going, boy, that that was not, that was not a good uh, selection there. And then I had Adam Hadwin top top 40 minus 165. So we laid a little juice with that in that cash. So uh, overall, really happy with the results. But Uncle Dave had a lot of top fives, a lot of top tens. Uh, and look, if if the Wyndham Clark didn't hit, Uncle Dave had his backed up because he had the second place guy and the third place guy. So one way or another, we were having a big week. And uh, Uncle Dave, you had what were your top tens and top fives and end up cashing and, and the other some of the other tickets that you had? Um, I think probably my favorite one was Justin Rose top twenty. I mean, he, he almost shot a fifty nine. He very well should have. All he had to do was like bogey the last hole and he doubled it. But um, I don't think anybody was on him, so. I cash Rose top whatever, and I think that was at plus money. You know, that's what that that's one of those ones you go ahead and wish you played him higher. I did cash Corey Connors top twenty. I cashed a couple other ones. I, I honestly, you're 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 testing my memory, and I usually try to put things out of my mind once I'm done. Um, Fitzpatrick, I think we cashed him top twenty. Uh, Brendan Todd, I had him top ten. Uh, seven to one, and unfortunately, he was just two strokes out of that. So, you know, it wasn't bad. And again, I had a lot of the right guys um, that I'd be talking about, and I just didn't come out in the right places. The Justin Rose to me, Uncle Dave. I re- I remember seeing him, and I and I didn't remember that you had him, and I was like, boy, if somebody would have been on Rose, and I almost texted you and asked you if you had him because he played well above than than what I expected for him, but he played well. But you had a lot of the guys that scattered everywhere uh, up at the top of the leaderboard. So it was a really good tournament for us. Hopefully we can go ahead and do that again. That's why we do these podcasts, me and Uncle Dave, you know, we do the work. So we're going to try to get you guys some winners here again for the U.S. Open. So let's start out with first round leaders there, Uncle Dave. Uh, I have one. I'm going to let you go ahead and rip her one first, first round leader. Who are you looking at? 
Yeah, well, one thing I want to be clear about, Sleepy, I am taking none of the LIV Tour players. I really think they're going to get heckled to death, uh, no pun intended, for Saudi human rights people. I mean, I'm just not going to do it. But um, first-round leader in a, in, in a major, I think, for me, I think that's the best place to take someone that's maybe out of the box, not unlike your Wyndham Clark last week. But, you know, I don't have real reaches here. I think just solid guys with great odds. I'm taking my boy. Davis Riley at 60-1. to one. He's been 13th or better in his last six events. And he opened a PGA with back-to-back 68s. I don't think he's ready for a Sunday major, but I know he's ready for a Thursday. And if I look back at the West Coast swing, he had three consecutive tournaments where he shot 67, 65, and 66. His last three tournaments, he's opened with a 68 and two 67s. Uh, let us pray that he starts early. We don't have tee times. Um, Hideki, 45-1. to one. You know, how many times have I not used him and seemingly out of nowhere he shows up? You know, maybe he's in a foul mood from the DQ at the Memorial. Um, I think if fans want to heckle him for that, his English is so bad that most of it he won't even understand. Uh, you know, he's always hanging around somewhere. He's the 13th ranked golfer in the world, so we're not asking him to do something he's not capable of. Um, and, you know, I struggled, but Colin Morikawa at 40 to 1. You know, here's a guy. That hasn't been kind to me, uh, but here's a guy who's still the seventh ranked golfer in the world, uh, and he could be a poster boy of guys that just want trophies. And you know that's kind of been a topic over the last week. He was he was fifth in Augusta. He won the British Open. He's won the PGA all in the last two years, um, and he was cut last year in the U.S. Open. So this could be the revenge to do that. This could be the revenge tour for Colin. I hope. All right, well, there's a handful of guys. You know what I'm going to do with Dave? Instead of just picking one, I'm going to pick two. Because the guy that won for us last week, I didn't even have him on the card here. But I figure, why the hell not? Why not take Wyndham Clark again? I'll put five, ten bucks down on him. Why not? He, he cashed a big ticket for us last week. But, you know, the proof is in the pudding. And that's one of the reasons why I picked that guy last week is because for some unknown reason, this guy starts out really well. He actually golfed. I'm going to say, Uncle Dave, he probably had one of the best tournaments of his career. Um last week i mean he was he was up there top of leaderboard in the last day but why not throw a couple bucks on this guy he's he's very good in the first round here's another guy that's kind of good in the first round that i always see creeping up and i'm kind of just taking kind of the same same approach that i took with Wyndham clark last week and it's patrick rogers 150 to one always seems like that guy is sitting up there getting ready to bust up one of your first round leader tickets so instead of giving you one i'll give you two let's i think we owe Wyndham clark at least a five or a ten dollar bet first round leader again and he, he's done it for us. And I think Patrick Rogers is that guy um, that could go out there and surprise him. He actually golfed really well last week, too. So those will be my two first-round leaders, Wyndham Clark, Patrick Rogers. So you guys got a handful of those. So with first-round leaders out of the way, let's jump over to making Mr. the cut and some matchups. Here's the problem, guys. It's Monday. Uh, Uncle Dave and I have to go in and get our podcast out early this week because we have some other responsibilities we have to take care of. And with it being Monday, there are no making Mr. the cuts out right now. And along with that, there are no matchups out right now with that. If you do want to go ahead and bet any type of a, a matchup or something like that, DraftKings has groups right now that you guys can go ahead and pick through. Uncle Dave and I aren't going to do that. But what we will do is we'll talk about guys that we like that, we, that we're that we going to go ahead and we're going to back in some matchups uh, when they actually do come out. So we're, we're really keyed in here on a, on a couple guys. Uncle Dave, who are you looking at to go ahead and maybe taking some of those head-to-heads? Yeah, I mean, there's guys I want to put somewhere, and since I haven't got them in my top 20s or to win, 
Um, I've got to use them somewhere, and I might stick them in top 20s. But, you know, one of them is Jordan Spieth, you know, over his last 50 rounds. He's plus 1.24 in strokes gained, you know. If he can pot, he's a factor. Uh, Xander, because his game fits the course. Now, I like Sam Burns, too, but I don't know how much last week took out of him. Uh, but he should contend. Um, and, again, uh, if if the matchups are right, you know, if they put Spieth against Xander, well, I can't do it. But, you know, that would slot them somewhere up above. Uh, but uh, and also Justin Rose. I mean, I, you know, why back down a guy that almost just shot fifty nine? You know, I mean, he could be your first round leader if he. If he obviously he has the experience, uh, but I will use him in a matchup as well. And those are guys I'm going to probably look to put in matchups. I will put somewhere on my card at some point, uh, but matchups would be my first first look for those guys. All right, good stuff there, Uncle Dave. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to use. Xander, and I'm going to use Billy Horschel, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to find matchups against guys that played last week, at least all four rounds. I think that that'll probably include trying to fade Rory and trying to fade JT, but those guys went full four full rounds last week, and Xander's going to be rested, and I think he's playing probably some of the better golf that he's had uh, over the last year or two currently, and I know Horschel is. So I'm going to look for matchups with those two guys in general, because I like what they're doing. I like that they have a week off and that they're playing really well against anybody that played last week. I'm going to invest my money into those two particular guys uh, when it comes to head to heads, but that's what I'm looking at doing uh, for those two guys in general. Uh, with that said, let's go ahead and let's jump over to some top forties and top fives. I'll let you go ahead first. Uncle Dave's top 40s to top fives. You were rock saw with these last week. Who are you looking at for this one? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't agree with you with Rory. I'm going to play him top five plus 300. Um, it seems like better value than 10 to one, um, although he could win. Uh, he was the last player, actually, to win the week before a major and win the major. I think he did it in 2014. And, you know, his comment after the round last week, I don't know if you saw it, but about having more wins on tour than Greg Norman, I mean, it just shows the guy's laser focused. And I think that will get the fans behind him. I mean, the scoring average is under 69 this year. He was eighth at the PGA, second in Augusta. Uh, if he's got an early tee time, he's a viable first-round leader, too. Daniel Berger, top 20, plus 140. He's had time off. His last event was the Memorial. Um, and this is a guy that's quietly 18th in shots, getting total 15th in driving accuracy, which obviously keeps him out of the rough, and you know that's a big deal at U.S. Opens. Uh, and he finished sixth and eighth in two of the last three U.S. Opens, so... He clearly plays a game suited for an open course. Joaquin Neiman, been on him a lot lately, top 20 plus 150. He could well win. Uh, he was third at the Memorial, and that was with two doubles in the last five holes. Uh, his less than stellar performance in majors has me slotting him here. I mean, we know he has the talent. Uh, but I do love him here because in the 17 events he's played this year, he's been top 25, and eight of them are almost half. So I got to like that one. Uh, Max Holman, top 20 plus 160. You know, for me, is there an easier guy to root for? I mean, not for me. Uh, the guys had two wins and a fifth at the Memorial, uh, and that was with two doubles on the back nine. Again, you can learn, I think he learned from that. He, he, he's 12th in shots gained total, 20th in shots gained punting. Um, I think he has a chance to win the FedEx Cup if you can find those odds. I think he's seventh in points right now. And lastly, Matthew Fitzpatrick, top 10. Plus 300. I'll take a flyer and not 
put him top 20 uh, because his game fits all the parameters I'm looking for this week. He doesn't have a PGA win, but he has seven international wins, and he's had seven top 10s this year. He's 10th in shots gained off the tee. That's a big one. Second in shots gained putting. He was 14th at the Masters, and he played well last week. I know he played last week, uh, but I trust the, these guys know what they're doing and what's right for them, and he probably wants to atone for missing the cut uh, at the Memorial. So, you know, I, I don't mind taking guys that have not won before uh, because five of the last six winners in, in the U.S. Open hadn't won a major prior to, uh, and all of the last ten were inside the top 30 in the world golf ranking. So those are guys that, that I think have a lot of value this week. You know, Uncle Dave, as you as you mentioned, a couple of things there, a couple of things sparked in my head there. I think we should probably do a bonus pod there, Uncle Dave, when this is over and done with the U.S. Open. Because I think there's going to be a lot of comments that come out about the LIV. Um, there's going to be a lot of questions asked. They're already starting to ask questions. Uh, I saw they had Phil. Uh, he had a little presser there, and it was just nothing but questions. And I think there's going to be uh, a lot of comments taken out. I think there's going to be a lot of statements that are taken out. Um, I think that there's going to be guys that aren't quote unquote um, affiliated with the LIV yet that are going to end up making comments. Like all these guys are going to have a mic in their face. And I think that there are going to be other names that are trickled out as in thinking about it, um, you know, getting ready to make that move. And I think that there's going to be a, I think we should have a conversation, Uncle Dave, about it, uh, about our thoughts about that whole thing and what might be a, you know, what maybe it might look like for for the LIV and the PGA. So maybe next week uh, after the U.S. opens op- over and, and we kind of – and I think more guys are going to declare to, to go on that tour, to be honest with you. So um, maybe that's a pod, Uncle Dave, that, that maybe we should probably have when this one's over. What do you think? Oh, I, I got no problem talking about that. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that, you know, um, your buddy Bryson now – Excuse me. A lot of people didn't like him before, but I know he's been injured. But he's eighty to one. Um, you know, is that because he's been injured? Is that because no one likes him? Is that all of the above? You know, a guy like Sergio is eighty to one. I mean, most of the guys that that went ahead and um, I mean, even Dustin Johnson, he's the eighth favorite, I believe. So you know, the, those guys are being disrespected on the on the on the, the market right now. And don't you just know a guy like Greg Norman is just totally pulling for a guy like Bryson to win this. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And if you want to do a follow-up one, I'm all in. All right. Well, that'll be interesting to go ahead and sit and drop that up. But I do believe there will be a lot of stories that end up coming out throughout this week and as soon as this one's over for sure. Uh, for me, Uncle Dave, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Mito Prayer Top 40 at minus 155. I know we're laying a little bit of chalk here with somebody that, you know, isn't exactly seasoned when it comes to these big majors, but I feel like this dude has had his game in, in order to go ahead and compete here. I mean, this it's not like these guys have been here before, Uncle Dave. I mean, when's the last time these guys played here? It was like back in like the late 80s. So there's not going to be many guys that are familiar with this course. I feel like Mito has kind of just been there you know, hanging with these top guys, you know, throughout like the last couple of months. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play him top 40. Uh, I just like what he's doing right now. His game seems like it's in order. And I don't think any of these guys are going to have a picnic out here. So I think his confidence will be high. He didn't end up going last week. So I think he'll be fresh. 
So I'm not going to get too heavy into the top 40s right now uh, and through top fives. I think that's the only one that I'm going to play right now. Uh, with that said, let's go ahead and let's jump into some of our winners there for this week there, Uncle Dave. I have two. I'm going to let you rip and run first. Last week you were you were razor close with some of the guys you had. I think you might pick a winner off this week. Who are you looking at? Well, I like Sanjay M. I bet him at 50 to 1. I see he's been back down overnight, so apparently I'm not alone. Why do I like Sanjay M? Well, he was 8th in Augusta, and he's finished no worse than 21st in any event since. He's 12th gained in shots off the tee, so that should keep him out of early trouble on a hole, and hopefully that continues. He's 13th in shots gained overall, um, and the only area he doesn't excel in putting, uh, that would be the, that would be the one, but he's not losing strokes. He's still an above-average putter. You know, he handled the greens at the Masters pretty well, um, and he's 22nd in the world golf ranking, so he fits all my parameters. Now, Patrick Cantlay at 20 to one, fourth-ranked golfer in the world, and at the Memorial, he was a very quiet T3, so he's trending back up. Now, he hasn't played a lot of tournaments, which just testifies to the fact that these elite guys only want majors and trophies, which has been talked about, you know ad nauseum in the last week, and they're so right. Uh, they make enough money from endorsements, they just don't need to play every week. I mean, you know, Cantlay's um, got deals with Goldman Sachs. He's got deals with Footjoy, Titleist, Hugo Boss, Lexus. I mean, does he really need to win anything but a trophy? Uh, I don't think he deserves to be the sixth favorite. So at 20 to 1, I will bet him. And I'm going back to my Willie Z. Well, you know, maybe some disrespect at 30 to 1. Fits all the parameters. Second at the PGA. Could he have won? Uh, of course he could have, if you remember. But I think he learned more from losing that Sunday than he would have if he would have won. He's first in shots gained on approach. Second in shots gained tee to green. So as usual, uh, if he does not miss six-foot putts, he's got a great chance. All right. So you didn't mention any of the guys that I'm going to take here, Uncle Dave. Xander and Billy Ho. Uh, right now, Xander... 16 to 1, Horschel 55 to 1. I think Horschel is just massively underpriced here. I felt like maybe he should be maybe somewhere in that 30 to 1 range. So I'm, I have to go ahead and take him. And here's the reason why with those two guys is I feel like they can start out hot, but I have a gut feeling that these guys, like they're just built for, for four full rounds of golf. And if they're golfing well, that they'll probably be there at the end. They'll, at least their names will be on that leaderboard. And let me go ahead and, and – be super duper chalky guy here with a guy that we haven't mentioned and that's Scheffler. How do you fade this dude? Like I, I, I feel like even at 14 to one, 16 to one, have a ticket on him. And I think with these three guys in general, there, uncle Dave, my gut feeling is that I have two out of three guys, two out of these three guys are going to be there on the last day. And they're going to be right there at the top of the leaderboard, if not at the top. So I want to give myself a chance to win. And we know that these tournaments, Uncle Dave, um, that you're more than likely it's not going to be a hundred to one guy, hundred and fifty to one guy. Um, not 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 this particular tournament. It's the best of the best, and I feel like I have the best of the best. At least the guys that can go four full rounds that that have shown you know over the last couple months that they're just they're they're in their game and they're in their groove. So uh, I have some decent odds with Billy Ho, and and I'm going to get some you know, kind of chintzy odds here with Scheffler and Xander, you know, fourteen to one, sixteen to one. But those are the three guys I like more than anything. You know, I don't want anything to do with Rory or JT. I, I, I'm kind of trying to stay away from as many guys as I can um, that had golf last week. So that's just kind of where I'm at with my thoughts in, in, in this particular tournament. 
Um, it, it, it is a little worrisome for me, the fact that it's been so long since this course has been used. So um, these uh, nobody here is going to be, you know, familiar at all unless, you know, they venture to this spot to go and, and you know, play a round or two. So um, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, again, it is Monday, guys. So if Uncle Dave and I have anything extra, uh, again, you'll have some head-to-heads that probably pop up over the next couple of days and some make and miss the cut type of stuff. If Uncle Dave and I have that, and I'm sure that I will. I'll look over the next day or two. And uh, I'll make sure I put that out on our Twitter, uh, at CPG underscore pregame and at Dave underscore Essler. And as Uncle Dave and I have already have mentioned, you know, w- once this is over, we'll do a LIV kind of podcast and kind of talk through, you know, what we expect to happen maybe over the next, uh, maybe next couple months or next couple of weeks or maybe next year, uh, you know, in regards to the LIV uh, and the PGA. But that'll wrap up the pod, guys. That are good stuff there from Uncle Dave. Hopefully we end up cashing some big tickets for you guys this week. I think we're in for... Uh, another winning podcast. Uncle Dave, I don't know how many units we're up, man, for this year. When you hit big tickets like that, obviously you you forget. But, I mean, it's got to be up over 200 units just since the beginning of this year. I, I, I would say it's over three. Really? That much, you think? Well, yeah. You, I mean, you cash an 85 to one first round leader and 110 to one. That's, you know, close to 200 right there. And then we hit a couple more, didn't I think you hit one and I... Uh, we, we were splitting with Scheffler. We were splitting with Cam Young again. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, if you want to go back to when we started, I, I, I'm sure that uh, we've made people money uh, in a fair <laughs> bit because they wouldn't keep asking, when's the podcast coming out every week? And I have to take the blame for having it out on Monday because I have to leave town tomorrow. And I did want to get something out there. And as Sleepy said, if there's anything that comes up, uh, with with where the tea times come out probably tomorrow afternoon, I'll be sure and, and put it on my Twitter as well. And I apologize for my monotone. Um, I've had a ridiculous cold for a few days, so there is that. But the work continues. So yeah, sleepy. I say it's over three hundred. So you know we can totally tout that. All right. Well, at least we know that we're not uh, we're not in the red. So that's a good no, thing. Oh no, we're not in the red. <laughs> well hopefully everybody cashed in last week and made some money hopefully you guys are ready to rock and roll for this week and uh big thanks to you there uncle dave for jumping on. i know you're not feeling well and i know you have a bunch of stuff you got to get done but that'll wrap up the pod guys you guys know where to find us on twitter sleepyg underscore pregame at dave underscore essler you guys could always get us at the betting and on the best sports betting information site on the web pregame.com with that said i wish you guys all the best of luck enjoy the games <laughs>